Welcome to Now and Next, the podcast dedicated to helping tech leaders succeed in the office of the future. Each episode, HP experts share ideas and insights to help you thrive in the new normal. From HP Print, here's Michael Turner. Hello, and welcome to HP's Now and Next podcast. I'm Michael Turner. I work for HP, and I lead our office printing solutions business for North America. Now and Next is a brand new podcast where we discuss trends affecting the IT decision maker in today's new reality. We're bringing together the best thinkers from HP and beyond to provide behind-the-scenes stories to help you on your journey. In today's episode, I'm excited to chat with Michael Howard, the leader of print security here at HP. He has a foundation in the Navy with 18 years of service within cryptography and security. I'm very excited to learn how he is applying that knowledge to our products, solutions, and services, helping customers keep their environment secure. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Michael, and it's great to be here. Appreciate you inviting me. Hey, first of all, I'd like to take a minute to thank you and your team for all the hard work you are doing to keep the business going during these unprecedented times. So thank you. It's been a uh, it's been a very busy and challenging time for all organizations. You know, we were trying to get ahead and make sure that we had security put in place at the right junctions that we needed. And then also making sure that we could leverage the knowledge that we had around security and really help other customers making our security experts available early so we could collaborate across what's needed and how we can help. So, Michael, tell us for those that may be new to this topic, why they should care about printing and security. What are you seeing out there? Why is this really important? Yeah, excellent question, Michael. And I think I always lead out with talking about the fact that a printer or a thermostat are all endpoints that are sitting on your network and they're all computers. So it doesn't have to be a server, it doesn't have to be a network switch, it doesn't have to be a PC. Anything out there that is connected to your network needs to be treated as an equal citizen when it comes to security. And the reason for that is because the nefarious actors out there don't care what type of endpoint it is that they're getting into. And by that, I mean they can easily get into a printer, and that might not be their target, but it's connected to your corporate network. From there, I can quietly sit there, especially if they're unmonitored, like most of them are, and get all the data that I need to execute an attack on that network. So laterally moving from a printer or a digital thermostat or a TV or a refrigerator connected to the internet is child's play if you don't have the correct cyber hygiene built in and lock those ports and protocols down in the correct way. Excellent. That's great context for our listeners. Now, you had several years of experience. Talk about how you got into security. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I started in the Navy. Uh, I went in the Navy as a cryptologist, and I spent 16 years with the Navy, um, where then I transitioned to an agency in the U.S. Department of Defense, so that gave me all the background that I needed. And then in 1999, I had moved out into the private industry and I was working for a software company that did um, security around print. And um, we were acquired by a, a little company called HP. And after the acquisition of that company, I was working with them for years and, and really helped them design what we're doing around endpoint security and communicating that out to customers as effectively as possible so that we could get that education out there. 
you know, the reason why I like working at HP also when it comes to security is security truly is in the DNA of HP, uh, which means that all development requires a security by design strategy. And that includes the entire life cycle of our hardware, our software, our supplies, our services and solutions. So we leverage industry best practices, leveraging the NIST cybersecurity framework as well as many others to ensure that we're covering every aspect of security from the very beginning. I remember us starting to talk about having the world's most secure printing in 2016, I believe. So it's not new that you've been doing this, but it's an entirely new landscape that you're talking about companies needing their employees to be productive at home, but also to be secure in their working from home. What's, uh, what's been some of the big changes that you've seen as we've gone through here from the customers you're working with? Well, probably the first thing that we saw immediately was the security teams and CISOs that I spoke with that were very nervous that they have lost visibility and control over what people are doing at home. And so they're looking to vendors to figure out how do we get that control back? How do we get that visibility back so we can have actionable intelligence? And then I think the very first thing they did though is how do we keep productivity of those people working from home up and keep our businesses safe at the same time? And what are you seeing as some of the most common threats in this new environment? Well, certainly we're still seeing that uh, phishing attempts are on the rise, just an incredible rise that we're seeing around that. And then also we're seeing a lot of users that are being tricked into going to malicious websites, which allows them to attain PII, uh, personal identifiable information and credit card data uh, from users that are getting out there. I think probably the biggest thing that we noticed is people when they moved from home, it was different than being in an office. And we know that security at home is already a little bit less uh, rigid than it is whenever you're in the office. And you combine that with the fact that people are thrown at home, they're trying to figure out how to work in those environments. It created a lot of threats and a lot of opportunity for the nefarious actors to get into their systems and, and do damage. I'm really glad it's not just me. I've noticed the amount of phishing attempts coming through personal and work email has for me kept growing over the last uh, six months from new sources all the time. So I'm glad to know it's not just me looking at that. No, it's definitely not you. It's, it's pretty pervasive everywhere. And you know, that remains that it required us to do education, not only to our user base and at HP, our cybersecurity team has done a great job educating us on what to watch out for and what not to click on. But we've also been doing a lot of thought leadership to our customers helping the IT departments and the security teams understand what we're seeing in the threat landscape, kind of aligning that to what they're seeing, and then looking at how do you provide the, the strongest education and safety to your workers at home. Talk a little bit about what you've done with customers before the pandemic to help them as they look at their security environment. Yeah, that's a great question, Michael. And I think the first thing, we always try and break it down into three areas. Um, number one, you need to purchase the right type of devices that have security built in, and we need to really help customers protect themselves from making mistakes. So cyber resilience, having solutions in there that if you click on a bad link, it quarantines that document and make sure that you don't expand that out. Second all is monitoring and management, which has been a real challenge in this environment. 
what we used to see inside the corporate firewall, it was very easy for us to watch what was going on, look for bad behavior, look for anomalous behavior that might mean that there's a security attack going on. And when we extended out to this, what I call the new edge, which is everybody's home offices, we lost that ability to monitor and manage. And companies are still playing catch up on how do we make sure we're doing that and we're able to identify attacks that are going on quickly. But before what we did by building that in and having those secure devices in monitoring and management, we also assessed customers and we helped them establish security baselines. And whenever you have a security baseline, you have the appropriate controls that you need to look at for your environment. And we were able to quickly extend that out into the home environments for our customers that had gone through those security assessment services so that they already had a baseline, they had a clear picture of where they were at today, and they could extend that to how they worked with that going into the home offices. I'm curious of what you're most excited about in terms of people taking the right steps against those threats. Do you have any advice for our listeners as they're drawing out the way to protect on that new edge? Well, you know, I think probably the most exciting thing that I'm seeing is in the security profession for years, we've been pushing to have better access to remote to homes whenever we had people traveling. How do we maintain and monitor that? And what this pandemic has caused is everybody now is looking at we need those solutions now. So we at HP, we've, we've built a lot of those in already, but it's creating the environment where we can drive change very quickly Everybody's moving to more cloud-based solutions, so you have that monitoring and management, but also increasing visibility of every solution you have out there. So I think this created the urgency that the security teams have seen for many years of extending to that new edge and being prepared to kind of put that umbrella around everybody and make sure that we have total control over our infrastructures. It's been interesting as I've talked to clients, one of the things we used to hear about the cloud several years ago and, and even up to more recently was, I'm not moving to the cloud. I'm not confident in it. I'm not confident it's secure. And I don't want anything running in a place that I'm not as comfortable with. Obviously, the industry's changed over the last several years to give them more confidence. But it's been amazing to me over the last seven months, eight months to see the confidence in implementing cloud solutions as a matter of necessity just to maintain productivity. And it's really flipped the switch from my perspective and accelerating that, just like you said. Yeah, it absolutely has. And it's been fascinating to watch that because pre-COVID, I would say the majority of CISOs that I talked to were still very reluctant to move to the cloud even though I think that reluctance and that paranoia that we have in the security industry helped the cloud providers really develop security from doing security by design at the beginning to make sure that we did have secure cloud solutions. So now what I'm seeing whenever I talk to my CISO friends and my security community, everybody now is saying, how soon can we get cloud solutions? How can we move even into more solutions that extend this to where we have total visibility. So it has really brought that up to the forefront. Uh, but the good news is the security industry had been paranoid around that. So companies were having to really build security in. And I think we're in a much better place because of that. And we're ready for the challenges that are coming up. That's interesting because that's a 
you know, necessity is the mother of invention and the need to do that securely really drove the focus for cloud solutions to build security in so that people could ultimately work to adopt that. So it's amazing the acceleration. And um, what I would tell our, our listeners is if you are not confident in cloud solutions from a security perspective, it's time to relook at that perspective and find the secure solution so that you can gain these productivity improvements that are available. So Michael, talk to us a little bit about what you've seen in terms of choosing devices and capabilities in those devices to be able to maximize the protection against threats. Yeah, great question, Michael. And I think early on, every company was just uh, really rushing to see what they could get to home users to keep productivity up. One of the issues that we saw around that is using personal devices to connect back into businesses, which really can create a lot of issues around governance and compliance and uh, just legal issues that you don't want to have connecting personal devices to business devices. So what we recommend at HP and what we've been driving is the fact that you need to look at a home office just like you do inside a business office. And by that, I mean putting enterprise class devices in those offices segmenting that network at those home offices to make sure that you only have business devices on the network. But then with those enterprise class devices, they bring you the security features that are going to give your users that protection. So whether it's print or PC, you want to make sure that you have the right devices that are looking for anomalous behavior, and it can help you protect your home offices at a much higher level. Now, what we've done at HP is we've been investing in this over the years, so we have all those features that will work at home as well as in the office and extend that to give you that security capability. Excellent. And, you know, we've talked for years at HP about the printers and PCs are not necessarily only about the speeds and the feeds, or what that means to us is how many pages per minute the printer is, or how fast is the processor, but what are the outcomes we're enabling? And so putting security features in devices is a key thing to enable those outcomes with enterprise class security. What are some of the capabilities or feature names that you tell people to look for when they're looking for those enterprise class features? Absolutely. You always want to make sure that you have something that's monitoring for intrusion. So we have a solution in our enterprise class devices called intrusion detection, and it's looking for anomalous behavior coming into the devices. So something that may have a malware signature or something that's just of concern that would cause that device to immediately report that out to a security operations center and get that device off the network till we can analyze it. We've also built into our printers something called Connection Inspector. And what that does is it's looking for that outbound and it's monitoring that print traffic to look for anomalous behavior. Because who better than HP to know what a good print stream should look like versus one that's been corrupted. Um, so we can monitor that very effectively and again, watch for that behavior. The other thing that we do is we start at the BIOS level. So on all of our print devices and our PC devices, the first thing we're doing is checking that BIOS over that million lines of code that is, is being executed before you get up to the operating system and making sure that that's clean and there's no corruption there as well. And if there is, we bring that system down, reboot it, and we bring it up with a golden copy. And on the 
print side, because printers are typically shared in office environments, we've built those features into our enterprise class printers. But I'm excited about seeing those features being put in a even smaller footprint device. It absolutely is an opportunity for IT to equip their work at home workers with a device that has that enterprise class security. So I'm very excited about that. And obviously this field is changing so quickly. What resources or places do you recommend customers go to learn more about what's happening in the world of device security? Um, you know, I depend heavily on NIST. NIST usually gives some really good data and they, they compile everything. Uh, and NIST is the National Institute of Standards and Technology. They kind of bring everything together and they have clear reports that are out on what the threat vectors are. But we also watch a lot of just the other company industry experts that are, are uh, looking at what's going on. So really just kind of keeping your eye on everything, watching the news stories, my team is constantly subscribing to any of the security podcasts and professions that are out there. Um, we also do a lot of work with having uh, panels with CISOs um, so that we can really determine what are they seeing specific to what we're seeing. And then again, my team works very closely with our internal cybersecurity team so that we can get real actionable intelligence on what we're seeing coming in today and how do we apply that to help um, our customers uh, by using the knowledge that we know to push that out. So, Michael, as, as someone that's continually in the throes of this daily, uh, what are some watchouts or recommendations that you would give to our listeners? Well, to start with, my team will always tell you that you need to start out with doing a good assessment on what you have because you can't secure what you don't know. So by having some type of security advisory services, HP, my team offers it around the print world to help you establish that baseline becomes critically important because you need to know what devices are out there, what are their capabilities. Firmware is another big issue that we see where companies don't tend to update firmware. And especially when you're thinking about at home now, think about every device that you have hanging off of your network, whether it's a digital thermostat, whether it's a, a fire alarm, all of those Internet of Things devices are now um, introducing risk into a corporate environment because you're working from home. So firmware updates are incredibly important. Strong passwords on every IoT device in your home is critically important. And just watching for the fact that in this environment today, everybody needs to adopt a zero trust uh, mentality whenever you're online. So if it sounds too good to be true, don't click on it. If you think you're getting uh, phishing attempts on you, make sure you report that out to your cybersecurity teams immediately so they can investigate. And really just uh, keep yourself very alert on, on the, the threat landscape today and know that it's very heightened. So Michael, one of the things that's been interesting to me being behind the curtains and seeing what your team does and the outcomes from the security audits is learning some of the factoids that you've had from your in-depth uh, security assessment services. What are some interesting things that you found um, in those assessments? Yeah, that's a great question, Michael. And I think to start with, especially as we're doing print security assessments, Probably the first comment that we get from every CISO, including our own, because by the way, my team assesses HP on a regular basis as well. Um, some of the first comments that we got is, 
we were shocked at how bad we were doing around security around print and generally around endpoints in general, that a lot of it was overlooked and that a lot of corporations think by just securing the firewall, securing their servers and the entry points, um, they're doing a good job. And what we were able to uncover and we see it time and time again is new threat vectors that it's easy to get into and we show that very quickly. But I'll give you some of the examples because we've done well over 300 of these uh, at major corporations worldwide. One of, one of the things that alarms me is 55% is of the surveys that we've done or the assessments that we've done, we find that they're behind on security patches, firmware. 55% of organizations out there are behind on that. And that's where security fixes come to very quickly. Only half of our businesses have any type of formal print security policy in place. So this really opens the eyes of the CISOs of they have a huge gap and they're missing a lot. We also see that it's critically important, whether it's around uh, you know, PCs or printers, that every endpoint, you need to do security awareness training to make sure that the users know what the threats are around these endpoints and don't have a false sense of security. And then one of the other things that we see that's very alarming to me is we're still seeing a lot of generic accounts being used. And what I mean by that is we see you know, privileged user accounts being set up to where there might be 10 or more people assigned to that one account. And of course, you can't control those and know who's made changes to your environment unless you, you correct that problem. So that's just some of what we're seeing in the uh, reports that we're doing. And those are all items that tie directly back to your words earlier, talking about managing and monitoring the environment. Yeah, absolutely. If you can't strengthen compliance and, and through managing and monitoring, you're in, a real, you're in a real bad position because, again, you can't secure what you don't know. And that's what can drive a, a CISO crazy is telling them at the end of the day, you have 50,000 devices out there and you don't know how they're configured and you can't monitor and manage them. And that happened overnight. Absolutely. One of the interesting seats I get to sit in is seeing feedback from corporate customers and seeing how those best practices and tools are leveraged down into small and medium business. And I've seen in our partner base that sells managed print services to their clients is leveraging a simple firmware assessment tool that HP makes available. Any experience that you've seen as customers have used that firmware assessment process and they're surprised at seeing, wow, I, I didn't realize what, uh, how valuable the patching process is or what risk I've left myself because I have not updated firmware. Yeah, no, that's an excellent uh, question, Michael. And to start with, you know, you started out with saying whether it's a, a small or medium business or an enterprise. One of the things that I always like to tell people is it doesn't matter if you're a company of one or a company of 100,000 you're every bit as much at risk, and so you have to take those precautions. What we've done at HP is we created what we're calling our firmware tool, uh, which goes out and analyzes, and it gives you that information on how current are those endpoint end devices. Do you have them up to, to the date on uh, current firmware? And then also the tool will tell you what are the CVSS scores around security. So that's how security professionals rank um, whether a, a, a vulnerability is, is really high or not. And so our firmware tool allows you to be able to look at those and tell that you have 
some seven and eights that are very critical that you need to get patched right away, as opposed to ones that might be a lower vulnerability at around a one, two, or three that you can build into a roadmap and you know when you're going to do those updates. So the firmware tool and having the knowledge of what's sitting out there and what are the security risks is incredibly important to keeping your endpoints safe and secure. And what I love about this is HP's made this available to customers that want to manage their security and firmware environment on their own, or they can make it available through um, our secure MPS offer or through our partners that offer MPS uh, as well. So really doing our best to help uh, make the greater good come to pass. One of the reasons why I love working at HP is because security is built into everything that we do. And what I mean by that is it's not only what we're doing in the development of our products and solutions, it's also our leadership team taking security seriously and keeping it at the front of everything we're designing and doing from the very beginning. So working with a team of professionals, um, security professionals like I do with my team, we're all very delighted to know that our leadership teams are backing us up they believe in the security message and the security leadership that we're driving, and it just makes it a great place to work as a security professional. I would absolutely 100% agree. Hey, Michael, so glad to have you on the podcast today. And again, thanks to you, you and your team for your work. Um, and thanks for making it all a little bit more understandable for us. You bet. It's been my pleasure. And we're going to continue to drive the security message forward at HP. I think it's critically important and uh, we enjoy doing it. So thank you, Michael. Outstanding. When we were able to get back in uh, events or travel, I look forward to seeing you face to face. Thank you. You too.